on episode 11, Tyler Coleman shared her full story and talked about the dream of having a full-time ministry and of finding a husband one day. Well, today she's back on the show two years later, almost to the date. And we are talking about Misfits Missions, her full-time ministry, and we talk about her new last name. Today we do another background check on Tyler Botnick. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and and not be afraid to say, "Go, go ahead. Check my background. My name is Jaden Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down. No. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Background Check Podcast, where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Brought to you by, of course, Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. We got some great things happening at Forgiven Felons. We're getting closer and closer to finding a place to live. We got everything for the resource center, uh, finding a place to, uh, to put the resource center. We got everything in place. Teachers, curriculum, we're getting there. We just need a place. So uh, welcome. Welcome to one another week. This starts a new, a new century. <laughs> We're on episode 101. Thank you for listening. I'm going to try to stop talking so much uh, in these intros and just get right to the um, right to the interviews. But I'm not going to stop giving shout-outs. So I do want to say, Billy Paradise, listen, man, uh, we, we don't really have a whole lot of time to write everybody back that writes. Um, we may be able to do it once. Uh, but listen... I definitely want to help anybody and everybody as much as we can. Uh, you got to understand we we uh, we get a lot of letters from everybody, you know, plus the transitional house letters we get from the guys in state, uh, in our own state. But man, I'm, I'll encourage you as much as I can uh, through the mail. But uh, it, I'm not going to promise that it's going to be a lot. Um, but I want to help you guys, every single one of you, when y'all get out. Okay. Uh, so when you get out, our phone number is on the website, my cell phone number. So just look us up, and I want to be able to help out as much as I can on the outside. So um, also, Michael Etchison, who is in a um, the Northeast Correctional Center, he is also the president of the Restorative Justice Organization with inside the Missouri Department of Corrections. Got an official letter from them inviting me to come to their annual banquet just got off the phone with um miss brandstetter who is um the iac inmate or the institutional activities coordinator for that unit and um michael i accepted the invitation bud i'm coming up to that banquet and i'm gonna i'm gonna speak so i'm excited so tell everybody in in uh at the northeast correctional center that i will be there on september 15th that food sounds really good. <laughs> so uh, also, I want to say hello to Abel and Alejandro from the Hutchins unit. I went there last night to to, to watch a Bridges to Life uh, graduation. 14th week of these guys just pouring into each other and victim volunteers coming in. And just really uh, 14 weeks of growth. And I want to. I want to say how proud I was of everybody who got up and talked. And uh, but Abel and Alejandro, I told them I was going to give them a shout out. They've had the Hutchins unit just got tablets, I guess, about a month or so ago, and nobody told me. So and I guess nobody was listening. So but anyway, welcome the Hutchins unit, man. Y'all are right in my backyard. And uh, so yeah, man. I know James Reed. I know know lots of people that have to do with the Hutchins unit. So welcome Hutchins and uh, what's up, Alejandro and Abel. I think those are the names. I hope so. I hope I got them right. So, all right, guys. Uh, listen, if you know of anybody, listen, spread the word on the unit, man. Tell everybody to listen. If y'all can download them to your tablets, download them. Um, but anyway, just spread the word, man. We want to get the message out as much as possible. And I think that's all the shout-outs I have for this week. 
Uh, if you do write in, I will give you a shout out. Uh, if I forget, don't get mad. Just write me again and say, "Hey, man, you forgot me." <laughs> so, uh, but listen, this week we got a great. We got round two of Tyler. Her uh, on the first episode, her her last name was Coleman, and it was almost two years ago, the last week of July. And but this time, her name is Tyler Botney, B O T H N E, and she's a good friend of mine. And I met her when she was first you know getting back on her feet and having these dreams and visions of of uh, misfit ministries and she's living the dream and uh, and i'm i'm excited i can't wait for you to hear her story and i'm, I'm not going to talk anymore i'm just going to let everybody listen to it all right tyler coleman jay dan gum <laughs> you did it you did it <laughs> um Welcome to round two of Background Check Podcast. Thank you. Now, see, that, that wasn't fair because uh, I asked her to share her story. Uh-huh. That's when she was going to be able to do that. Yes. She's but the master you, at Jay Dangum. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had anybody say my, my name quite like uh, Kristen. So we're going to get her story on Background Check Podcast one day. Yes. What do you think? Yes. I think the world needs to hear her story. Absolutely. Um, but your story, your full story, your full background, the, the deep dive background check we did uh, early on. Can't remember what episode it is. It was like two years ago. Yeah, it was like, I think it was under 10, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like seven or eight, mm-hmm. or nine or something. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who want to know the whole full story and the full background check, all 100 pages of it. <laughs> Is your background just 16. like mine? Mine's, mine was 14. Yeah. When I first got out of prison and the church had to do a background check on me, even though they were going to let me do what I coach Bible quiz, they still had to do the background check. And my wife was working as an admin up there. And she, she texts me. She's like, your background is 14 pages long. I'm like, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I made it. Mm-hmm. I, I know how long it is. Yeah, I actually have a really cool story how I even know exactly what is on my record. Um, I had gotten hired on with a flight attendant, I mean, with an airline, and um, I was super excited because I thought, this is it. You know, I have finally found my place in life, and I'm going to get to serve people and travel at the same time. Like, it was the best of both worlds. And I, they fly me out to Indianapolis, and the first day we're there, we take a test, I score 100, I'm terrible at test taking, so I'm like, yes, I've got this. Second day, scored a 97, yes. Third day, they came in and they did fingerprint background checks. Mm-hmm. And um, at lunch, the, um, the lady called and she said, why did you lie to us about you know um, having felonies on your background? And I said, I tried to explain to her you know, I didn't know, I consciously did not know. And I had someone look up my name and they said that they didn't see any, but they weren't, obviously they were just looking in the state of Oklahoma and not the state of it, or they weren't looking in CIC. And so she said, you know, um, I hear you. I mean, I begged and pleaded for this position. And she said, I hear you, but at this time we, you know, we're going to have to let you go. Hmm. And so they sent me home. And uh, anyway, the cool thing that came out of that was she ended up sending me my whole background to my mom's yeah, house yeah. in a packet and wow. said, now you know. Now you know. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of things have changed mm-hmm. since the first episode mm-hmm. and all of them are great. Yes. So that's, that's amazing. So let's recap. Um, the first episode you were working for uh, an organization called Eyes on Me mm-hmm. and you were actually uh, an apartment missionary, right? Mm-hmm. Is yep. that what they called them? They call them backyard missionaries. Backyard missionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You were impacting a awesome. lot of lives then, and um, and you were you were dreaming at that time. Um, you had some you had some dreams in your life of mm-hmm. having misfit ministry full time mm-hmm. and being married. Mm-hmm. And since then. Mm-hmm. Both of those things have happened. Yes, they have. <laughs> so, so let's uh, so remind everybody who you are. You know, maybe the two or three minute version of where you've been, and and just real quick, and how you got here. But then uh, let's jump into, you know, how you met your husband Leaf, mm-hmm. who's um, who's at the Ellis unit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So my name is Tyler. Uh, my friends call me Ty. 
and as far as just kind of a quick background, I was in a deep addiction for a long time, incarcerated 16 times, homeless on the streets, in and out of prostitution, attempted suicide at one point in my life. Um, and God radically transformed my life. And one of the ways that he did that was through fitness. And um, yeah, so that's kind of like. Wasn't there actually a, a, a moment where he was calling you misfit or whatever? And Yeah, I was, uh, I was sitting at a train track and he downloaded the word misfit into my spirit. And I said, where are you going with this? And he said, you used to be a misfit, but now you're quote unquote misfit. And that I had just, I was coming from the gym that day. And so I'm like, oh man, God, that's clever, you know? And I knew it was from God because I'm just not that clever. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was really neat. And so when I started asking the Lord, like, okay, what is, what is this misfits that you're wanting me to do? And the mission became to empower and encourage women that are or have been incarcerated, how to live a healthier lifestyle, physically, spiritually, mentally. And so when he gave me that vision in 2010, I'm like, okay, yes, let's go God. And he said, no, it's not time yet. Pump the brakes. And so I put it on the, you know, it was put on the back burner for a long while and it sat there for 11 years in the incubator process. And early on you were working at 5% nutrition, mm -hmm. uh, as a sales rep mm -hmm. and, um, and trying to just find your way in that industry and where you you were competing too, weren't you? Yes, I was okay. competed four times. And then, uh, and then one day you just said forget J Dan and all his friends in Dallas and you just left and came to muggy smoggy old Houston yeah uh, that's how I remember it that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how I remember it so uh um, so somehow you got you get you came to Houston I think there were some friends already living here that well um I when I was with five percent I was actually going to be moving to Waco because it was central to um, Texas, I had all of Texas. And so it was kind of central location for me to be, to travel to these different places. And I was waiting for a build out. There was a, I was going to be moving into a loft. And so I was waiting for this to finish building out and it was supposed to be, re be ready in January of 2018. And then it got pushed back to February and then it got pushed back to March. And so meanwhile, I didn't have anywhere to stay. And so I had some friends here that said, just, you know, you can come hang out with us while you're waiting. And so during that time when I was here for those few months, God just started opening up these doors yeah, where I remember because I came into Houston and we, we met for lunch or something one day mm -hmm. and that's when you were living with them, the, the people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I remember God kept opening the doors for you. Yep. Yep. I was, you know, in like a, not transition, um, detention centers. So going into detention centers, had these speaking engagements, mentoring these kids, going to the galas with my friends, like, you know, tux and gown galas just in a room with millionaires and I'm like how did I even get here you know and so my friends they you know at one point were like why would you move to Waco there's so much happening here for you in Houston and so I started looking for a place to stay here and everything was either um it was either way over my budget or it was in the hood and I was having a really hard time finding that in-between place. And then um, the Lord led me to a condo in Lake Conroe. And uh, I just fell in love with it. And I audibly heard God in my spirit say, this is your home. And uh, long story short, I was able to buy my first home. And it was absolutely just all a God thing, how all of the pieces lined up. Um, and yeah so then that that's when i knew that i was supposed to be here in yeah. houston and not in bougie dallas <laughs> oh that's so funny it's so funny all right so your eyes on me um i don't know which came first the leap into full-time ministry or the leap into full-time marriage <laughs> Uh, they kind of like happened together. How, okay, so let's talk about Leaf. Yeah. Your husband. Yeah. How'd you meet him? Oh my gosh. I love telling the story. <laughs> so so I remember um, I was listening to another one of your podcasts and um, it was Ron and Don's punk podcast and Don was praying specifically for a husband or I can't remember if it was pre before she met him or she had a list before she, she met him. she had a list okay yeah, she, had two, she, had, she had three things she had three things on that list yep. and and her husband had to meet all three of those things and so i'm like okay god if if you can you know do this list for her then you can do it for me and so i had made um 
you know, a list, but it wasn't, there was nothing really too specific as far as like tangible. And uh, except for one thing, and that was that on our first date that he would give me something with the color blue. Like it didn't matter what it was, just something with the color blue. So that was, you know, a little side note on this side. So um, at one point I was asked to share my testimony in um, the youth. It's a youth defender magazine. Um, It's a freestyle magazine is the name of it. Youth offender. Sorry, not defender. Um, And so I'd shared my testimony um, in this magazine and she, the publisher, had put, you know, a picture of me or whatnot. Well, Leaf has been writing for the same magazine for about 14 years. Mm. And so anytime she publishes a new edition, she always sends him one. So he got a hold of this magazine. He saw my testimony. He saw a picture of me and felt led to write a letter wow. and draw a portrait. And just basically in the letter said, you know, you're impacting more lives than you may know. And um, my husband is an incredible artist. And so he had drawn this portrait of me and he sent them to her and then she forwarded them to me. Um, and I will make this note as well that she made sure to also send me the letter that he wrote her. And to me, that meant a lot because I felt like she wanted she wanted me to see that they're like um, just kind of the communication that he was also right. having with her. Like it was um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like they were coinciding, you know, it wasn't like he was trying to be someone else in this conversation with me. So, so that was good. Um, anyway, so I just wrote a letter back to him and, um, that's where it all started. And then did he somehow send you something blue? Oh yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that, you know, because that went to her, the, the first letter in the portrait, that wasn't actually straight to me. And so the first card that he ever sent me was a card that said, uh, here's something for you out of the blue. Hmm. And it was a blue card, blue-ish. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so great. And even though it wasn't a date, it was still like, yeah, 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 you know, so. That's like one of those, well, like with Ron and Dawn, you know, the, the, the very last thing that she had on her list was the, the I think, yellow roses with red, red tips. tips. Yeah. And so he was at the airport and grabbed, grabbed, just grabbed a bunch of roses. And he said, the Holy Spirit said, no, those are the wrong ones. And he said, the only ones that were different than the ones he grabbed were the other ones. Mm-hmm. And they were ye- uh, yellow, the yellow with the red, red tips. tips. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. You know, and so he could have gotten any other card. Mm-hmm. He could have been that wild. Yeah. But he got that one. That's right. So, yeah. So we just started communicating from there and, um, You know, it was just such a divine connection from the beginning, honestly, like, you know, I couldn't wait to get to my mailbox to see if he wrote me again. And it was during COVID. So I had a lot of time to sit and write him. And so there was just a lot of communication back to forth, back and forth and us getting to know one another. Um, And any point during that, like, when did you like say, okay, this is getting, this seems like it's getting serious more than just talking, writing. I mean... I mean, that came pretty quickly, honestly. Like, I I felt like I knew, um, you know, pretty soon um, that I love this man. And, I mean, I would wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and just be thinking of him. It was wild. And I'd get up and write him, you know. Um, And so, um, yeah. So, it was not long after we were together or after we had started writing. We hadn't even seen each other yet. Mm. Um, but I think what I love about the, the picture of, um, just kind of our meeting and how we met was, you know, all of my experience in the past with men have always been physical right? and with him, it's not, you know, like, yes, we are very attracted to each other now, but it's very, um, just a mental, spiritual, emotional connection. You know, you had said something earlier about, um, how, um, I think it was just me. I don't remember if you were saying something about how, like just her knowing you, uh, the, the message that you heard about being fully known. Yeah. And that's how I feel about him. And that's how, like with him, it's we fully know one another, you know, and it comes with a lot of struggles and, yeah. and butting of heads because we're both super stubborn, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, me and Jessamy are too. So, uh, so yeah. good news. Yeah. It, it works out. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> it works out. Uh, so, you know, all right, well now you're at some point, 
I mean, how did y'all get married? So um, with everything COVID related and the prisons being, um, you know, shut down at the time, we um, were able to get married through the state of Alabama. And so basically it was just a super easy process. We didn't have a ceremony, um, you know. So I just sent in a certification to him. He was able to fill it out, sign it, get it notarized, sent it back to me. Um, I did the same thing, and then we sent it in, and it was recognized as a legal marriage. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait for the reception. I know. I can't. It's going to be really good. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm sure you're ready for the honeymoon. Yes. Yeah. And yes. All right. So you're married. How long have you been married now? Um, A year. um, What month are we in? June. So a year and two months. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's been pure marital bliss, right? Everything's been working out perfectly for you? Absolutely not. (laughs) What possibly could go wrong? (laughs) I mean, the marriage is out here. First year of my marriage, uh, you know, was was a living. Thank you, Kristen. I should have uh, asked you to do that earlier. Um, The first year of my marriage was, was, and I meant to to share with this with y'all earlier, you know, one of the things that, the Holy Spirit showed me in our marriage was one night we were in a marriage mentor class and Jimmy Evans on video is reading a verse, Ephesians five eighteen, husband, love your wives, not 18, but husbands love your wives the way Christ loves the church. And I was just like, the Holy Spirit said, you're not loving just me. Like I love the church. Hmm. And I was just like, golly. And so I was like, well, how do I, how do I get better? Cause I mean, we were staying up arguing, Late at night, we weren't. I didn't. We were one bedroom apartment, so I didn't want to go to bed because I was mad. So I'd stay up and watch reruns of ESPN all night, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it anymore. I said, "What do I got to do, God?" And he said, "I want you to do these four things. Every time you get into an argument, I want you to first say those three words that every woman loves to hear. Mm-hmm. Honey, you're right." <laughs> I'm like, but what if she's wrong? I'm like, but what if she's wrong? Mm -hmm. He's like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You need to give up your right to be right. Mm. Leaf, do you hear that? (laughs) I was so mad at God that we were having this conversation. (laughs) Leaf, she did not put me up to this, I promise. (laughs) This this changed my marriage, though. He said, I want you to say, honey, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm like, wait a minute. Can I just say she's right without saying I'm wrong? He's like, nope. Cause he's working on my pride too. It's like, you need to say, honey, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm mm. like, okay. That's a little much. Can we just stick with two of them? <laughs> he's like, no, trust the process. And I was like, golly. And you know, the first time I tried it, you know, we, I'm like, we're getting into an argument. And I'm excited cause I could try my new process. And I go, you know what? You're right. You're right. And the Holy spirit said, Nope, that's not the way I told you to say it. <laughs> didn't work that way and so but I remember the I remember the first time I genuinely from my heart looked at her after arguing with her and said honey I'm I'm so sorry and you're right and I was wrong please forgive me our marriage changed forever Mm -hmm. and one of the things is I think that you know God was like you know I'm up in heaven with Jesus we're looking at the world it needs a savior and I'm like, Jesus, you're my only son. You need to go down there and die on a cross for them. <laughs> and I could hear Jesus like, well, I don't know. They're, they're not good people. Mm-hmm. They're bad people. Mm. And, and I could hear God saying, you're right. But you need to give up your right to be right. Mm. Jesus was right. We are bad people. But he gave up his right to be right and came down and died on the cross for us. He loved his church that much. He gave up his right to be right. So the leaders of the marriage, we are supposed to love our wives the way Christ loves us. So even when we think we're right, we have to we have to give up our right to be right. And the first time that happened, I'm taking up most of your time, but the first time that happened, Ty, I said, honey, you're right, and I'm wrong. I'm sorry, we forgive me. You know what she did? Hmm. She said, no, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Mm. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, if you lead, she'll follow. 
It's so good. You can lead her into an argument or you can lead her into resolution. So good. So we're working on that. It, it's a process. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't have it mastered the first few times and we still have arguments. We still have disagreements, but we resolve them a lot differently now than we did in that first year of marriage. Yeah. You know, we, so yeah. And I think, what are some challenges you fa- you guys face? I think for us, like, um, you know, we read through the seven habits of highly effective people together. And one of the things that we learned in that was that effective communication is 10% words, 30% tone or sounds and 60% body language. And we don't have that. We don't have the body language. We don't get to sit across from one another and look each other in the eye or, you know, I can't read his body language when, when he's upset about something and vice versa. And so I think that, you know, all we have is words and sounds. And then when he says something that triggers me, then I automatically, it, my tone of voice changes and that he hears that and he, you know, um, reacts off of that. And so it just escalates from there. And so there was a lot of that for a while. Um, and I just, for me personally, got to a place where, you know, I've had enough toxicity in my life. I've had enough um, verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. I won't stand for it. Um, and so I actually, um, JD and I even had reached out to you and talked to you about it at one point um, about divorce. And I was very serious about it. I, um, you know, um, had a, I actually first went on a 12 day liquid fast. And on the 10th day, the Lord gave me peace. Um, Not that I think the Lord was telling me, I want you to get a divorce, but he was saying, if this is the decision that you're going to make, then you have my peace in it. Um, And so that's what I was doing. Um, I had an attorney and actually she was doing it pro bono. And so we had all the steps in place. I think we had like one more step in the process. Leaf and I were separated for about five months. And, um, a little bit of communication here and there, like I might feel a little bit of conviction and reach out to him, but then it would just start another cycle. So I'd shut it back down. Um, and then on April 5th, I was having a really, really hard day emotionally with the divorce and I didn't know why, um, I, I just was really struggling on this day and it was super, super hard for me. And then on April 6th, I was writing the date on one of my girl's contracts. And I realized that the, the day before was our one year anniversary. And I've been reading this book about listening. And it's not just listening to people and you sitting across from me and you listening to what I'm saying. It's also listening to God and listening in the spirit. And to me, that was, I felt like the Lord was trying to tell me something. And the fact that I was so emotional on the day of our wedding anniversary that I didn't even have any recollection on that day that it was Mm -hmm. our anniversary. Like the Lord was trying to speak to me in that my heart had become so hardened that I didn't even want to hear what God had to say anymore. Um, And so that kind of opened up the door for us to be able to, you know, start communicating again. And, um, he has a, um, a friend that is out here, um, that has been faithfully writing leaf. And so I, I talked to him and said, you know, how do you feel like leaf's communication with you has been, do you feel like it's changing any, or, um, you know, just what's that look like? And he said, you know, um, basically that this last letter that he had wrote leave that he had asked leave to do something very specific. And he said, when he got that letter back, leaf was very repentant and, um, just really taking ownership. And he said he, he felt like he had seen a different side, um, in his, his communication with that. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of where the, the process started back for me. Um, I can't speak for leaf, you know, as far as just, you know, you know, I don't, I, I believe, you know, he tells me that he, he was in there praying. He's been in there all this time, praying, 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 and God, you gave me this wife and I'm going to hold on to it. He told me the other day, like, I felt like I was literally just holding on by the tips of my fingernails. I was holding on to the word. I was holding on to the truth, believing that God was going to bring you back to me. Um, and, and he did. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So happy for you. Thank you. I love that God cares enough about us to carry us when we need to be carried, 
walk shoulder to shoulder with us when we need to walk through something. Um, and just to be who we need to be when he, when we need him to be it. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's crazy because I mean, I've never seen it more. I've never seen God more alive in my life than after I got married. And when I started having kids, mm. that's when I understood the love of God in a different way. When Jesse said, yes, mm-hmm. she was basically God's earthly unconditional love to me. Mm. And, and then when I had kids, um, I started to understand God's earthly love in a fatherly type way. Hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So, so I understood her, understood God's relational love in a, in a better way when I got married, but I understood his paternal fatherly love mm-hmm. when I, when I started having kids. So good. So, um, all right. Well, so I yeah, mean, is so it, we're... so it's MRS fits. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So you got some changing to do of your uh, yes. rebranding to do, right? <laughs> um, so, so misfits, man, you, you're not working for eyes on me anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you, you're doing it full time now. Mm-hmm. I remember having the conversation with you mm-hmm. and I remember I couldn't tell really, like I wasn't sitting in front of you. So I don't know. I did see your body language, mm-hmm. but, but in your, in your tone and your voice, um, it was almost like I could picture Gideon, mm-hmm. like the Bible said Gideon was nervous. Mm-hmm. His knees were shaking. But he went forward anyway. Yeah. And I was I was so scared to say anything to you because I didn't want to scare you off from pursuing, but I didn't want to sugarcoat it and not be real with you how hard it's gonna be. Oh my gosh. I was so nervous because I didn't want I didn't want to be a detractor in any way mm. from from what I knew God had called you to do. And so I was praying. I was like, God, I'm, I want to say Everything I say to you, to you, I wanted to be from God, so you would find just inspiration, motivation to just go, go all out, and you did, and you have. So tell us about it. Yes, I can. I just piggyback one more thing on something about Leaf, yeah, and just marriages, and then I'll tell you about that. But um, I just feel it strong in my spirit right now for anybody who may be listening, um, especially because I'm a woman, and so I want to speak to my ladies out there. Um, that may have a loved one that's incarcerated. And just, I think for me, the, um, you know, when the, the struggle is real, you know, the struggle is real, but if God is the center and the source of your marriage, you know, with Jesus on your side, there is nothing that you can't get through. So I just really felt that in my spirit to say that, um, my husband, I'm very proud of him. So I feel like he's, he's making leaps and bounds right now. So it's been good. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so misfits. <laughs> what was there a was there a encounter with God? Was there a moment? Was there a conversation with somebody where you knew, okay, it's time to move on from eyes on me to start this to start this thing full time? I knew God was calling me out of eyes on me. I was um uh, really looking into, I was actually going to be, um, going to Uganda as a missionary in Uganda for a couple of years. That's what my plan was that, or I was working with a pastor here in, um, in Houston about possibly doing some prison ministry, starting a prison ministry at that specific church. And so I was kind of tinkering in between these two ideas, but really leaning more towards, um, going to Uganda for two years. And, um, I was at, Uh, a retreat that my best friend invited me to and one day um um our she's now kind of like a you know spiritual mother if if you will um she had asked for everyone to share a dream that was on their heart and you know normally I would say oh I dream to be married and I dream to have a family (laughs) but um you know I just shared cast a vision about misfits and um her husband he was like let's go and he's really big into you know prison ministry and um so and then the calling with the women um you know it was just it was just one of those things where god just it was it was all so ordained by god just every little bit in peace and it's just so beautiful to like sit back and think about it 
but um, a couple weeks after that or sometime after that, my best friend, she said um, that she had had a, a conversation with, um, with Guy and um, she said, you know, what if you could just skip all the, the hoops and ladders? What if you could skip the prison ministry with the church? What if you could skip the prison, the, the missionary in Uganda and just go straight to misfits? And I'm like, yeah, but how do I do that? You know, like, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, basically in such words, she just said, man, you know, we got you. And, um, and the journey kind of started from there. And they, uh, I'm super emotional today. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Um, they, um, they supported me with the church that they all work for. Yeah. The church, um, you know, uh, just basically took misfits under their wing and said, hey, we're going to, you know, support you. And we want to see church would do succeed. that? Who is that? Woods Edge. Woods Edge. Yep. Woods right. Edge Church. Set yep. up there northwest. In the woodlands. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, super grateful for um, for Guy and Kelly and Woods Edge and Kristen and just this whole, like, how it's, you know, they're, that's how it all started, honestly. Yeah. And so, you know, my idea was that it was going to be for women that are or have been incarcerated, but, you know, God's plans are always so yeah. much bigger and greater than our own. And so I'm... Um, not just working in transition homes with women that are coming out of prison, but also in rehabs and sober living homes um, where we just came from a detention center this morning and mm. we're working with the youth. Um, and I just recently turned in my forms with TDCJ. And uh, once once we get approval for that, I'm going to start knocking on the female units to get in, inside of there too. So Wow. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really neat to see, you know, um, just God's hand all over the ministry and, um, you know, it is, it's, it's a huge leap of faith. And when it comes to the organizational side of things and, um, the structure, the foundation of it all, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. That's good. I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yes. God will yeah. bring people that know what they're doing into your life to help you figure all those and he has things been. out. So. Yeah, he has been. That's good. Yeah. So good. I know, um, uh, I know from time to time there's needs in the organization. Mm -hmm. I know we've uh, we've blessed you guys with some purchase mm -hmm. of equipment or whatever at times. Mm -hmm. What are some ongoing needs, like current needs, but maybe even ongoing needs uh, of ways to people that might be able to support or give towards misfits? Yeah, yeah I mean, um, monthly partnerships, you know, sponsorships always are um, financially are are needed. Um, we need more equipment. Um, I'm raising up, a, uh, an assistant coach right now. And so wanting to be able to pay her, um, you know, yeah. so what kind of equipment do you need? Um, right now stuff that can fit in my vehicle. So stuff not like that. So you need bands, balls, bands. weighted, weighted balls. Yeah. What are the other one? Other ones called the big fluffy ones? What uh, are those called? the stability balls. Stability balls. I uh -huh. knew there was a proper word for it. Yeah. Uh, so those, what else? Maybe small dumbbells, mm -hmm. kettlebells, more dumbbells, kettlebells. Kettlebells. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So. Well, we'll, what we'll do is on the show page, we will put a list of things. Uh, I'll let you get back with me with a specific list, like okay. pounds of dumbbells, pounds of, you know, sizes of, of weighted balls, sizes of stability balls, whatever. And we'll, we'll have a specific list for you if you. Uh, if you want to see if we can help you yeah. get some of that stuff. Yeah. So, Sounds good. Uh, what about, I mean, are eventually are you going to need uh, space? Yes. So what uh, the next project that uh, Misfits is working on is actually our own transition home. And so um, we do. We're going to need a space for that and um, the volunteers and the resources and everything that it takes. You know uh, firsthand what it takes to run a transition home. So, um, any advice? So you, so maybe you want one that's also has the space to actually build kind of almost even like a little miniature area workout area as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, that or partnering with a local gym that they can, you know, because it, it, part of the program is they're going to have to go to the gym three times a week. They have to yeah. work out. So that is going to be 
part of it. So you, it's better for them so to whether actually be, get out of the house and go or... Yeah, whether it be that or uh, I actually went and looked at a house the other day that I found and perfect space, you know, to be able to build something outside for yeah. them. But um, I need $265,000. That's it? That's it. Okay. Yeah. God, you heard it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. So amazing. Yes. So, yep. so, so then now Uganda and what else is on the back burner? The prison ministry. Prison ministry. Yeah. So, but you're, but you're I mean, you're, the prison ministry is not on the too far of the back burner because you're, you're doing just wait, that. You're just right. waiting. You're just waiting to get the uh, approval, right? Yeah. So one of the things that, um, you know, with misfits and I believe, uh, you know, just kind of how all of it came into fruition too, is when I was first, when Leaf and I first started writing, um, I was sharing the vision with him and he basically, it was almost like he breathed life back into the vision because he was like, man, that is, that is a vision from God. And he has a cousin that's been incarcerated. And, um, he said, man, I know my cousin, you know, would definitely benefit from something like that. Um, and so I told him, you know, well, I may be going to Uganda. And so he was like, don't go to Uganda. <laughs> you know, what's funny is, is, uh, back last fall, a guy, a pastor from our church, or not from our church, from another church came and spoke and I was standing with pastor and, and, and the his pastor and his wife, when this guy spoke a word over them, you know, just, you know, stability, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then, and then he was finished with them and I started to walk off the stage. And he goes, hey, bring that guy back up. And he brought me back up and he said some things. Um, well, in the, in, the, in the congregation that day, there was a, a guy who has a ministry and he's, he's actually um, speaks that language and everything. I don't know if he's from Uganda or just somewhere else in Africa, but he, he has that accent. And so he came to me after church and was so excited. And I can't even, I can't, I can't do the excited African uh, accent uh, mm -hmm. justice, mm -hmm. but it, but they sound more excited than we do when they're excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, I got to tell you what happened this morning. So he told me about a dream mm -hmm. and he wasn't even going to come to church this morning. Mm -hmm. He said, he said, the person I'm going to connect you with is going to be on stage this morning. And so at first he thought it was the, the visiting pastor. And he said, he said, but he didn't feel anything when that visiting pastor got up there to preach or nothing. And, he said, but whenever he started speaking over you, mm. he said, the Holy Spirit said, that's the one, the person I want to connect you with. Mm. So then as I get to know him, he does this, he's a missionary to Uganda. He, he basically, his ministry helps other pastors and churches do other ministries in their church. So things that they are not able to provide for themselves, he will come alongside and say, we're going to help you run this type of ministry in your church. We're going to help you run, you know, whether it's caring for the widows and orphans or whether it's education, they've built some workshops and taught people how to build stuff with wood and, and have all these, you know, trades and stuff. Um, and so that's what they do. And he said, he goes, I don't know. I'm just supposed to feel like I'm supposed to partner with you somehow. Hmm. He goes, and he was asking me about when I want to go to Uganda. I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. I've never been felt called to go to Uganda. I said, but do they have prisons in Uganda? And he goes, yes. I said, all right, well, maybe, maybe there's a prison thing that I'm supposed mm -hmm. to do over there. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay. And so he went to Uganda for, he go, when he goes, he stays like a month and a half, six weeks at a time and comes back. So the, the last time he came back, he goes, I gotta, I gotta talk to you. I gotta talk to you. Mm -hmm. He goes, I was there five, five weeks, five and a half weeks. And I was the day before I'm supposed to leave. And he said, I didn't get to see the, they call him minister, minister or chaplain of prisons. And they're like over several prisons. He's like, I was trying to get a hold of him the whole time. Hmm. And I never could get a hold of him. Never did see him. But on my last day I was there, he was there. And I got to talk to him. And he said, so uh, You're it, going to it's a go. Now. It's a go as far as, you know, being able to do something, you know. So anyway, there's kids ministries over there as well. So we're. My wife and I have been talking about doing something with our kids in a missions trip and getting them overseas and letting them see, you know, how good they got it. Um, but also, you know, be able to share the love of Jesus. And so, so anyway, so, so I don't good. know, I don't know where in Uganda you're wanting to go. Uh, if mine and your places are close to each other. Yeah. But, um, 
maybe they'll inter interact inter intertwine yeah i don't so. think my husband would want me to go to uganda anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> um so all right what about leaf's um parole yeah so he is up for parole for his his first hearing is next year so how long was his sentence 38 or 39 years okay so, and so it was uh aggravated so he had to do half Mm -hmm. Okay, and so he's coming up for his first parole. That's correct. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we have a parole attorney, and, you know, we're just believing. I believe that God didn't bring us together to leave him in there, so. True, true. Well, good. We're believing for it. I'm excited. Yep. I'm excited. Um, I just got to say, Leaf, if you you break your heart, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, No, but Leaf, Leaf, you, you got a good woman. And I just want to say this to you. I know you don't have tablets yet, but you'll you'll get them soon. Um, but you have an awesome, awesome woman of God. And from what I can understand, you're a pretty good man yourself. And so, um, so you have my my full backing. If you have any problems with Ty, you let me know. But if she has any problems with you, she's gonna let me know. But um, but I love you. Never met you, but I love you by faith in God. And because Tyler loves you, and anybody that Tyler loves, I'm gonna. I'm going to support as well. So um, I'm, I'm praying over you guys and, uh, and I'm going to speak blessings over you that you're not just going to survive. You're going to thrive, that you're going to live in abundance uh, in the season you're in now, but also in the next season of your life, you're going to live in abundance and, uh, and, and you're going to do some damage to the kingdom of darkness. You know, it's not, a, well, I take that back. The devil doesn't have a kingdom of darkness. He doesn't have a kingdom because he's not a king devil's a prince he's a prince of the power of the air he's not a king so so you're going to do some damage to darkness let's go and uh and and you and leaf are going to just be a huge kingdom power couple yeah yeah so. um, um you know fully we receive that thank you all right so speak to ty speak to women who because you had some relationships before you met Leaf, mm-hmm. and they they didn't last very long. Right. Uh, you were searching. Mm-hmm. You were looking. You were hoping. You were wishing, dreaming. You know, and and that's normal. Mm-hmm. Every woman is. A lot of most men are like that too. You mm-hmm. know, not every man is like me and ready to just commit to celibacy like like I was going to be stupid in prison. That thank God didn't mm-hmm. he didn't let me do that. <laughs> but you know, speak to the woman that. You know, maybe may searching like you were and haven't found, maybe uh, has been with some, some guys that didn't treat them right. Um, and are just wondering if they're ever going to meet their Mr. Mister Leaf. Yeah. Give them hope. Yeah. Encourage them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my, my, if I can, just words of wisdom, words of advice is just to take this season and... Um, just be with the Lord and allow him to um, mold you and shape you and refine you into the woman that he has called you to be. Um, and, you know, I think when we, there was a time in my life before I met Leaf that I told the Lord, like, I'm done. Like, I am really done. I, even the idea of a husband had become an idol. And when we are so fixated on the even the idea of it like the word of god says that there will there will be no idols before god and so god is going to destroy all that so if we're constantly searching and hoping and doing all these things and we're putting all this before our relationship with the lord god's not going to honor that you know and um and i think just god wants us to desire him he wants us to desire him just as much as we desire more than we yeah. desire a husband yeah. in our life. He wants to be our first husband. And I think until he becomes our first love, then we may not ever know true love here, you know? Yeah. And so, so God is my first love. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. How can we pray? How can my listeners pray? Our listeners or your listeners too, because they listen to you. How can they pray for you and, and Leaf and Misfit Ministries? Uh, pray for um, his release. Yeah, as many people as we can be praying for his release. Okay. That would be amazing. Um, just praying that 
um, him and I, you know, just during the season of our life that we continue to say, stay surrendered to the Lord and, um, continue to keep our, our eyes fixed on God. And, um, you know, I think we want to, it's easy to want to gratify the flesh in the moment. It's easy to, you know, get angry or whatever because it's comfortable. And so, you know, just, I don't know, I guess just keeping, making sure that we keep God first, you know, in our marriage. So. Amen. Yep. All right. And yep. with misfits. And then misfits uh, that we get approved to get into TDCJ. What, and what units or unit or units do you want to be in? Plain State and Carol Young to start. Okay. Uh, and that the Lord will just open up those doors for us to be able to get in there and also uh, just praying for the women that we serve and minister to now. Um, you know, they're all coming out of addiction. They're all coming out of that place of um, incarceration. Even if, if it's not a physical incarceration, it's an, an incarceration by the mind. So um, just even praying for them and, and um, just that they will be set free and uh, really walk in that freedom that, that the Lord has made available to them. And praying that the Lord um, leads us to a home that we'll be able to um, start Rahab's house, Rahab's awesome. home. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that the ladies of the Lane Murray unit mm -hmm. have tablets and they hear our podcast. So awesome. I'm going to ask all you ladies that listen to background check on the Lane Murray's unit, even though she she's not going to be coming doing Misfit at your unit, I want y'all to- Where are they located at? Gatesville. Okay. I want y'all to agree with us in prayer that she's going to be able to get into the Carol Young and the Plain State yes. unit with no problem. Thank All right. You. So there's a lot of women on the Lane Murray unit that listen and they're awesome. prayer warriors. Awesome. I believe so, it. Okay. So you've been helping Misfit Ministries now. You've been holding camps everywhere and doing all this stuff. So tell, share with us one story uh, of somebody's life that has been impacted and share how their life has been impacted by what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, well, just maybe even to give a little bit more background about Misfits, um, I wrote a workbook last year. And so the time, so what I do is I actually go into these places and I take them through a one, one hour, one and a half hour workout that taps into body, mind, and spirit. So it's a very intentional time of working out and we're, we're honoring and worshiping the Lord with our bodies. But then we have some facilitated um, self-work that we're going through and working through this workbook together. So the first part of the workbook is the foundational phase, and that's where we're just, you know, getting to know one another, building the trust. Um, there's some homework all throughout that phase. Um, and so that's that. And then the second phase is the freedom phase. And the freedom phase is uh, I went through a freedom curriculum in 2018, and it was literally a pivotal shift in my walk with the Lord. And so I've implemented this same freedom curriculum into my workbook. And what's been really cool is, uh, after the, the, they finished with the curriculum, the freedom curriculum, we have a retreat. And so last year we had our first retreat. We had, um, one home go through it. There was nine girls. And then this year we just had another one in May and we had three homes combined and we had about 20 girls that went through mm. it. And it was, um, as one of the girls said, life changing. Um, so it's more than just a workout. Um, but I would say, um, one of the girls, she's actually the girl that I'm raising up to be a coach. She, what's her name? Christy. Okay. Her, she has been in rehab, I think nine times. This mm -hmm. has been her ninth time. Um, she has a beautiful daughter that, um, was taken away and, and gratefully the sister has the daughter now, but it's just been this constant battle, constant struggle of, um, the addiction and, um, you know, just despair and hopelessness. And, you know, I, I love one of the things that she said about what misfits is really how misfits has impacted her is it has, um, she feels like she has grown mentally, um, spiritually, physically. Uh, she feels like she's been set free from the bondages that have been mm. holding her hostage for wow. so long. And one of my favorite parts is that she says, I finally can look at people in their eye again. Oh my gosh. And that, and she says that that is, I believe that is directly related to misfits and, and what misfits has done. And so that just really touches my heart because, wow. you know, I know what it looks like to, to hold your head down, down in shame. And yeah. yeah. So 
It's beautiful. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Christy, we're going to get Christy on a podcast in the yes, future, right? Yes, we are. All yes. right. Ne- yep. My next trip to Houston. Yep. Or when you uh, open Misfits in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I have a girl there that she would she would lead some classes, I'm sure. So, a friend. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ty, thank you so much for doing round two with us. Yeah, thanks for and, having uh, me. I'm so excited. Uh, a couple of years from now, we'll, we'll look see what round three looks like. Yep. Maybe we'll, my husband t- we'll talk about home. a husband home. My husband, husband will be home by then and he'll get something to, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a Valentine's Day love a duo. Story yes. For, for, for the, uh, for that one. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much. And thank you for bringing your friend along with you today. Thank to you so sit much. Behind me and stare at me the whole time. <laughs> um, she's, she it was a pleasure meeting her. I've known her through Facebook. Yes. I told she, her I could not wait for her to meet you. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't want to give her story yet, but, um, but uh-huh. she will. She will. she will if I if I ground her from saying J. Dan gum <laughs> until she does the podcast. <laughs> yes. So, awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Just some quick final thoughts here. Man, our family and our ministry loves Tyler uh, Botany, her new name. Uh, listen, you heard the prayer requests. We're going to pray over her. We're going to pray over the needs of the ministry. But listen, let me just tell you, man. Tyler's a great friend. I saw her go through relationships and I saw her go through struggles and, and fear and doubt and starting the ministry and, and pulling away from a full-time job and going full-time ministry. And listen, man, I'm telling you, when you, first of all, when you get in the right church and they come behind you and they help you and they do whatever they can, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot easier. Uh, so make sure you're plugged into to a great body of Christ as well. But man, just keep, Keep plugging in at your passion. Listen to advice and counsel from others. Uh, the destin- you, you may know the destination of where God wants to take you, but you may not know the may not know or understand the path in which He takes in which He gets you to that destination. So, just uh, man, I love I love her path. I love her journey, and I love the the current destinations she's uh, she's at. And I know God's not through with her, so. Listen, you may be in the same situation as Tyler. You may be in the same situation as Leaf. Uh, I want to encourage both of you, whichever way you, you see it. You may not have ever been to prison or even in trouble, but you may be in that in that situation where she is, like wondering if I'm ever going to have a spouse, you know, um, or you may be in, a, in a, an emotional prison or, or some other prison out here, and you, you may be like Leaf, just waiting for that breakthrough, you know, to be paroled from your prison. Uh, don't give up. Don't give up. And, um, listen, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm going to plant this seed, but I'm thinking about doing a Monday morning background check-in background check-in. So it's kind of like a, kind of like a Monday motivational. It's going to be like five minutes and, uh, I'm just going to plant the seed. If you think that that's something that you would enjoy, I'm going to, I'm going to play it on Mondays to kind of start the week. It's going to be about five minutes long and it's just going to be some sort of, I don't know, a verse, a prayer, an illustration, a story, something to get you going for the week. Kind of like, um, you know, uh, you may not, you may not, you may be out here and you may not be on social media, you know, and you may not see the social media posts. So podcasts may be the way you, um, get yourself motivated. So pray about that. Pray with me. I'm going to pray about it because it will take a little bit more of my time, but I think I'm going to do it. So Anyway, uh, let's pray over Tyler real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for Leaf and Tyler. We thank you for Misfits Missions. We thank you for all the work she's doing already. We thank you for Leaf and how talented he is and how gifted he is and how much you have in store for him, just even while he's waiting on parole, but also when he gets out with, with his kingdom partner, Tyler. Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for how you brought them together. We thank you for... Uh, growing them individually and now growing them corporate, you know, together. And uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, the devil hates this marriage, this union. The devil hates them as Christians. Uh, but Lord, you, you thank you for putting a hedge of protection around their hearts, their minds, um, the, their learning curve. There's a learning curve uh, to, to, to do what they're doing. Thank you, Lord, for giving them uh, conflict resolution skills, uh, problem-solving skills, Lord. Thank you for giving them everything they need for this part of their journey and preparing them for their next part of their journey. Thank you, Lord, for Misfits Missions. Lord, I pray over everything they need. They need equipment. They need space. Thank you for that equipment. 
that you're going to provide. Thank you for that space that you're going to provide. You know, Lord, you said you should, you're going to supply all of our needs. They need equipment. They need a space. So thank you for that provision and the manifestation of that provision uh, in Jesus' name. But also, Lord, thank you for everybody listening to this. Thank you for the listener. Thank you for what you're doing in their heart right now. Thank you for the breakthrough that's happening in their heart. Thank you for the renewal of their mind. Thank you, Lord, that they're going to have a great weekend and a great next week. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we will uh, see you next week. Thank you for being here to start our second 100 episodes. And uh, don't forget, don't let your background pay you, uh, hold you back, but let it pay you back. And uh, God loves you. Jesus loves you. We love you. Have a good week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.